the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. What happened to the victims of Dr. Richard Strauss at Ohio State is uh, unspeakably awful. And now I'm left to wonder whether they're being victimized all over again uh, by a federal judge who is holding to the letter of the law. It's uh, difficult to discern what the right thing is in this situation because uh, we do not want activist judges when they do things that flout the law or allow them power that they are not given uh, by the judiciary. So I understand the dilemma uh, in which federal judge Michael H. Watson found himself when he issued an appointment, or an opinion rather, late yesterday that dismisses uh, plaintiff's cases against Ohio State for what appears to be uh, 200 victims of Dr. Richard Strauss. We will discuss that today. I'd like to get your opinion. Welcome to a Thursday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show here on 9890 Answer. Our uh, various apps make it easy to take us with you wherever you go, iHeartTuneInRadio.com. You can also download our app, the best way to keep track of all the programming throughout the day here on 9890 Answer, starting with Hugh Hewitt in the morning. And a reminder, Hugh will be here on October the 24th, a Sunday, to moderate the Ohio Leadership Forum, an evening with the Senate candidates from the state of Ohio, sponsored by 98.9 The Answer and by the Center for Christian Virtue. Get your tickets at 989theanswer.com. We'll have every single Republican candidate for Senate at that forum at uh, Genoa in Westerville. So I'm sure that you know about the sexual abuse that occurred at Ohio State from the late 1970s until about almost 2000. Uh, at the hands of a doctor named Richard Strauss. He uh, committed suicide, is uh, long gone, uh, but his uh, reign of uh, horrific acts toward the athletes that he was charged with caring for, the damage from that will continue uh, because this kind of emotional scarring is very difficult to triumph over, and for some, for some, never goes away. So Ohio State has settled Some of the lawsuits, some of the claims, Ohio State has paid out uh, a lot of money, $41 million, $252,000 per settlement to each survivor. But that covered only the first 185 cases uh, in 17 lawsuits. There were as many as 10 more lawsuits filed, uh, as many as 400 total victims. Uh, Those victims appear to now be needing an appeal to go through uh, because their outstanding lawsuits against OSU were dismissed yesterday. Why were they dismissed? Not because, certainly because they don't have merit. In fact, Judge Michael Watson went out of his way to say that 
Uh, he said, it is beyond dispute that the plaintiffs have suffered unspeakable sexual abuse by Strauss. Uh, but he says the legal system also will fail the plaintiffs uh, because it's not in his power to extend the statute of limitations. The statute of limitations on sexual assault in the state of Ohio is 20 years. Well, if this happened to you in 1980 and it's 2021, you're outside the bounds of the statute of limitations since the origination of the act. And uh, Richard Strauss, by an Ohio State commissioned investigation, okay, so this is not in dispute. Ohio State does not dispute this. They hired a high-powered law firm. In fact, they hired the same law firm that uh, the attorney who's indicted by John Durham, Perkins Coie, that attorney works for that firm. Perkins Coie did the investigation at Ohio State, the internal investigation, which turned up 1,429 acts of sexual abuse by Richard Strauss, including 47 rapes of male student-athletes. So no one disputes that these men have been horrifically wronged. No one disputes that this should have been discovered and remedied at the time. But unfortunately, I do believe it is very unfortunate that the timing of these crimes and the airing of what happened has unfolded on a timetable that, in this judge's opinion, Michael Watson, left him no alternative but to dismiss the lawsuit. Uh, Now, he says the Ohio legislature, General Assembly, House and Senate, have the power to change the statute of limitations for for the plaintiffs in this case, but has not done so as of yet. This calls into mind all kinds of questions of propriety, I guess you would say. There was a bill at one time extending the statute of limitations just for Strauss survivors. But is that fair? Is that even constitutional to survivors of other sexual assaults who, for whatever reason, and I don't begin to understand or grasp the cognitive complexity of this, but sometimes people are not aware they've been sexually assaulted until many years later, until sometimes the statute of limitations has expired. So I feel very much for these victims. And one of the reasons that I feel for these victims is because this era of Richard Strauss's crimes at Ohio State um, overlapped a period of time where I was covering athletics at Ohio State uh, in my role at the Plain Dealer. I never had any athlete come to me and talk about Richard Strauss. But I will tell you that one of the things that gets lost in this entire awful episode is that we are now in an era where it is exceedingly um, (laughs) I'm trying to search for the right words here. It's exceedingly acceptable now 
to come forward and be truthful about horrific things that happen to you as a male athlete at the hands of a male doctor. We had, past tense, we had a much different societal view of these kinds of crimes in the 1980s and the 1990s. I can tell you that, and this is the this is the really one of the really insidious parts of the Strauss crimes, of the Larry Nasser crimes at Michigan State. Michigan had a similar doctor. USC had a similar doctor. It's not coincidental that these kinds of terrible things happened frequently in athletic departments around the country in that era because we had a different view of authority in that era. I'm not saying that having a respect for authority, a fear of authority, a sort of looming fear of how you would be perceived for coming forward with these kinds of details, is it's good that we had a different view of it then. In this one instance, it is definitely not good that the viewpoint was much different then. I think everyone understands now and wishes that back then, male athletes would have been comfortable and affirmed and supported coming forward saying, this guy is going way over the line in what he is doing in his medical examinations of athletes. They're not even medical examinations. They're perverted. They're perverse. They're evil. But the sad truth of it is, having lived through that era, knowing the coaches, knowing the athletic director then, knowing how the Ohio State Athletic Department operated, and it was not any different than any other athletic department at the time. I'm not saying it's right, because it's not right, but I'm just saying it is. That back then, if you were a wrestler, you were a track athlete, you came forward and you said what Richard Strauss did to you, it would not have been received then the way it is received now. It just would not have been. That is not an indictment of Ohio State. That is a societal reality then. And that's why I feel so bad for these victims, because I'm sure that if you were a victim of Richard Strauss, you would ask yourself, why didn't I come forward? Why didn't I come forward? Why didn't I come forward then? I could have maybe stopped this happening to me. I could have maybe stopped this happening to others. The truth of the matter is that would not have stopped it because it would not have been viewed then as it is viewed now. So there's no winners in this. I don't feel, I can't sit here and criticize this judge. He's holding to the law. I can't sit here and criticize any of these athletes at all. The one party that I feel like has the power to do the right thing and is not doing the right thing is Ohio State. They have the money. They can make these people feel, at least feel better. They cannot make them whole because I don't believe a paycheck, a settlement check, makes these men whole. But there is something... There's something very wrong that the gymnasts at Michigan State, who Larry Nasser abused, have received an average settlement of $1.2 million. 
and that the men who Richard Strauss abused, those who will actually get a settlement, and only about half of them will, if this decision by this judge stands, that those men have received only $252,000. That seems wildly, wildly out of balance to me. I'd like to know how you feel about it. 844-TALK-989. 844-TALK-989 is our number. It's the Bruce Woolley Show. I know it's an uncomfortable topic to talk about. Uh, I understand your hesitancy. 844-TALK-989 is our number. The Richard Strauss case, the doctor at Ohio State, 1978 to 1998, uh, he committed uh, over 1,400 acts of sexual abuse, 47 rapes of male athletes. This happened during uh, routine physical examinations. Uh, He would uh, impose himself uh, upon them as they were showering, changing clothes. Uh, There's no doubt he did this. Ohio State acknowledges he did this. A federal judge late yesterday dismissed all outstanding lawsuits against Ohio State on this. Now, some had been settled. I think 17 of them had been settled, but there were more than 10 lawsuits still outstanding with around 200, perhaps even more victims who were still hoping to be, I can't even say made whole, but were hoping to gain, uh, hoping to receive some kind of settlement for the physical, psychological, emotional damage done to them. Uh, Ohio State has gotten the result it wanted. Uh, They wanted these lawsuits dismissed because they said they were outside the bounds of statute of limitations, which for criminal rape charges in Ohio is up to 20 years. The judge said he would like to have made these people whole, but he cannot because the law says what the law says. Legislature could change it. They have not chosen to do so. Uh, I believe Ohio State, you know, this is the thing. Consistency is important in all things. Uh, I have heard over the years in my coverage of Ohio State, what phrases have we heard? Once a Buckeye, always a Buckeye. But for Ohio State, one of their marketing slogans, right? They changed my life. I went there. Great things happened to me. I achieved professionally, personally. None of that would have happened but for Ohio State. How firm thy friendship. So it's it's hard for me as an alum, increasingly hard, for me to feel... I, I gave up on proud a long time ago. It's increasingly difficult for me to feel good <laughs> about the university and its approach to many things. No organization is all good or all bad. Let's get that out there. Okay, so there, there are good things that are going on there. I don't approve of the direction the university is going under Christina Johnson. She is openly homosexual and has been an advocate of homosexual rights, discrimination against homosexuals, all those kinds of things. Transgender rights, all those kinds of things. She's all about that. She's achieved in her career to the point where she has gained a position of influence. And while I may disagree with it, I understand that she has that influence. But it does not seem consistent to me for her to advocate for those kinds of positions and also not intervene in this case 
to say these men were wronged. They are Ohio State Buckeyes. Once a Buckeye, always a Buckeye. We're not going to treat them as if they are not Buckeyes. Now that we are liable for things that happened to them, which were horrifically wrong during their time here. But for Ohio State, they might have had a much more pleasant life, free from emotional turmoil, free from all the psychological issues that come with being sexually abused. We're going to do the right thing. Yes, I know. We're outside the statute of limitations. We found $41 million to pay him. We can always find money to build a cancer hospital. We can always find money to build a multi-million dollar tennis facility or lacrosse stadium or whatever we want to build, we can always find the money for it. We can go out to the guy who owns Panera Bread and he can donate $50 million to help us build the, the Covelli Center. We can always find the money. But we can't find it for young, innocent, idealistic kids who put their faith in our coaches and our administrators came here and were horrifically wronged with consequences that have followed them all of their life. Those people we can't find the money for. We've already found the money for the ones who, for whatever reason, they deemed worthy of a $252,000 settlement per victim. We've already found the money for them. It's a timing issue? You You didn't sue us fast enough? You didn't admit to this dark, horrific, awful event in your life. You couldn't come to grips with it, gain comfort with it, coming forward fast enough for us to decide that you merit being made whole on that? We're going to sit in judgment of how long it took you to reconcile that and feel comfortable coming forward with that? That feels wrong to me. It just feels very wrong to me. And yet this is how it's going to go. Uh, Unless the attorneys for these plaintiffs win their appeal in the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit. I don't know if they will. I hope they do. Because um, these were the years that I went to school there. And um, I played a varsity, uh, not a varsity sport, but I, I played on a team at Ohio State for a year. And if I'd have been sent to this doctor and this would have happened to me, uh, I would... <laughs> I would have a, an anger on a whole different level. I understand why these guys feel wronged by their, by their alma mater. I think it's indisputable. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.